I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed, it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, amazing to be here with you on the BetQL Network, where every game is Game 7. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets, and we bring you the sports. A lot of bets coming up on the show today, as per usual, and a lot of sports, as per usual, unless you listen in the summer. In which case, there's not a lot of sports going on. But right now, we have lots of sports going on. Oh, and we talk about of all summer. of them here. I, I do. I was like. I mi- yeah, I miss it. I kind of miss I it a little the, bit. I want to go to the beach like right now. Oh, <laughs> my God. Although it is worth noting. I was thinking this today. At least where I'm at in the Northeast. And curious, you know, we don't live too far away. Ken's like two hours away right. from me driving. Um, curious, like around the country, people have experienced this also. It depends on where you're from, obviously, and like location where you're at. We haven't really had... A really, really like cold day yet. It's generally we only had one. We've only had forties to sixties uh, last day. week, maybe. Yeah, and last how week cold it was like 35, like, 35, 38, yeah, 30, something like that. Yeah, yeah. We haven't even we haven't we haven't we haven't dipped into the twenties or the teens or the single digits no. yet. Like that's that's on the way. That's on the way. Is, and if this is, is what global warming yeah. is, sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> sign I'm, me I'm up. Very, I'm very pro warming. I love it. Yeah. The best part is like, everyone's Imagine like, oh, it's going to destroy cooling. the earth. Yeah. Global cooling would be bad. We'd all be freezing. That'd be really bad. Uh, We'd uh, move to Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I say is everyone's like, oh, well, you know, it's going to be really bad in the future. Well, I'll be dead. So yeah. at least let me be comfortable while I'm here. <laughs> I'm enjoying these 55 degree <laughs> days in November. Right. Could be worse. <laughs> Nothing I can do to stop it anyway. Uh, we are coming to you live today from all the usual spots. The Odyssey app. The BetQL app will be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. And we, of course, are heard on radio stations nationwide, including on Satellite Radio, XM Channel 205, and uh, for the second straight day on our new Sirius Channel, Sirius Channel 160. So we appreciate everyone checking out the show in all the different places, including on Satellite Radio. And we're on Stadium coming up next hour as Ken and I bring you the Wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting. We are proudly presented today and always by BetMGM, of course, the king of sports books. Download the BetMGM app, visit BetMGM.com, and also check out the BetMGM YouTube page where the new Board of Spreads video is up for week number 10. Click on it. Honestly, like, I don't even care if you watch it. Just, like, let it run with the volume off for, like, 10 minutes. We really, it's good for the hashtag analytics. Everything, the, the video's doing great. We can even make it do even better. Everyone's very happy. Let's make everyone happier by checking it out uh, on the BetMGM YouTube page. And also download the app and visit .com. And do so, please, on this T3. Three words that all start with the letter T. Of course, those three words. Tremendous. Football Thursday. November 9th, 2023. Our show on Twitter. At You Better You Bet. By the way, two weeks from Thanksgiving. Just saying. Two weeks from today. Thanksgiving. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Absolutely love it. Uh, November 9th, 2023. Our show on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at The Costos. Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper on X, now and always. Probably drug test him at some point. At yeah. Locky Lockerson. Yeah, maybe not. If, <laughs> that that would have been fired a long time ago. And on this tremendous football Thursday, we will do you the honor and privilege of bringing you five phenomenal guests. Joining us on the show today will be four regulars. Adam Chernoff, 
from the Simple Handicap Podcast. Connor Allen from 4 for 4 in Betsperts. Pro Sports better Joey Kiddish, baby, from The Hammer. And our pal Evan Silva from Establish the Run, talking NFL and college football coming up for this weekend. And making his You Better You Bet debut today. What a job by our guy, Alex Fasano. What a job by our guy, Randy Merkin. Helping to get Reese Davis on the show today, host of ESPN's College Game Day and the College Game Day Pod. Reese Davis will join us today on You Better You Bet, making his You Better You Bet debut at 5 o'clock. Eastern time. We'll talk Michigan, Penn State. They're going to be at Georgia Ole Miss this weekend. We'll talk Heisman Trophy. All sorts of great college football topics today with the legendary Reese Davis on You Better You Bet. Plus, we're at the halfway mark of the NFL season. It feels like, feels like it should be later in the year. But anyway, we're at the halfway park, uh, mark of the NFL season. It is time to take the old thermometer out. To take the temperature of the award markets halfway through the season. Hashtag taking temperature, MVP, comeback player, offensive player. I'm just naming markets right now. We'll go through all of them to try and determine the best bets to make. We've got a bunch of polls that came out this week. We will talk about all of it to try and figure out what the good bets are in the award markets in the National Football League today with our guy, the GOAT of award betting. Ken Barkley, you know, Lockie. Uh, and then in the final hour of the show, that's the Power Hour featuring all our bets for tonight. Bets of Steel tonight in the National Hockey League. I, I love some of these. <laughs> Broken record Costos here. Loves, could you, would you ever believe that I love games tonight on the in the NHL? I do. NBA best of the best. Only two games for tonight in the association. How about the Hawks laying three and a half on the road at the Magic? We'll talk about that game. We'll talk about the Bucks and the Pacers. Only two games tonight in the NBA. And of course, it's the game we've all been waiting for. The Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears on Thursday Night Football. You want energy? You want enthusiasm? <laughs> Crazy stuff? Not tonight. Al Michaels on the call tonight of the Bears and the Panthers on Amazon. We can't wait for it. We will give you side total. And it is possible that we will upgrade the prop in tonight's game. Where, by the way, was week 10? I want to say the Prop King is like 7-2. We talked about this on my Chicago radio hit earlier. Like 7-2 on the Thursday night props this year. We may upgrade tonight's yardage prop to prop of props status. That's how good we feel about the prop in tonight's Warning. game. Listen, well, I'll tell you what, people. You want to... Who's watching this game unless you bet on it? Fantasy or like you're a Bears or Panthers. This is the worst games ever. But we're going to bet the bejesus out of it. And we're going to absolutely love it. Side total and props for the Bears and the Panthers. Coming up later, final hour of the show. Also known as uh, the Power Hour. We are locked and loaded here on a tremendous football Thursday. A lot going on in the world of sports. Uh, Ken Barkley, how's it going? Sparts? Sports? Ken Barkley, sports? how's it going? Yeah. Oh, it's just sparts, sparts as far as the eye can see. Sparts flying. Um, just that Hawks Magic game that you were talking about. I think that's in Mexico City. Just so you're, in case you're like on the road, if that was part of your handicap, I think that's part of the the first of the NBA global games. I love that. Just whatever, whatever. Check it. Yeah, love love a good global game. Because why why have domestic games when you can have global games? Um, so one of one of two games tonight. The other one's <laughs> the Bucks who had a miraculous escape last night against the Pistons. Still don't really understand how they won the game, but they did. Uh, binged a lot of NBA. Have a lot of thoughts on that. Uh, just wanted to start by, you know, sort of like updating this Harbaugh Michigan story just like for a minute I, we might get news during the show about what the actual punishment is going to be but all of the reporting in the last couple hours seems to indicate that it will be a very minor punishment if it's going to be one that you know Michigan wrote this response letter like the, all the lawyers are involved and sort of like the source reporting on this like sources tell me all of it is essentially saying 
maybe it's a big fine like unlikely it's a suspension probably nothing else besides that and uh we'll see like when the official announcement comes out it kind of looks like it's going to be a nothing burger especially from a betting standpoint and uh for somebody like me that's great news because i would like michigan to win the national championship um and we'll ask reese davis about it too maybe we'll have the punishment by then and we can actually like just be like hey what is this or you know like it does this you know to surprise you at all or does this affect how you feel about michigan going forward but just to update like i'm sure everyone's following the story like i am we only talk about it because there is a betting angle which is the team that's the favorite to win the national championship might not have been allowed to win the national championship. Looks like the coast is clear and it's going to be now it's just, are they good enough to win it? And when they're not stealing signs, are they good enough to win it? And we could have a Heisman conversation, you know, in the next couple of weeks, obviously with McCarthy as well. I don't think he's going to end up winning, uh, but it looks like sort of uh, all systems clear or, uh, you know, the, the coast is clear for Michigan, keep playing football games and we get to have normal betting conversations with them as much as we can with a team that cheats. Just on, on like, because you, you mentioned J.J. McCarthy, and I, I did my radio hit today at, on WFAN in New York, and we were talking about the Giants and Jets every week, and like, okay, like, what do you think of the Giants game? I think they're going to get killed. Okay, now we have to fill more time in the segment, like, kind of like, what do you think is going to happen with the Giants? And looking at, I was on, like, the website Tankathon earlier, just like, sure. this is what my life is as a Giants fan, trying yeah. to figure out, hey, like, who are, who are we going to draft? Um, great site, by the way. Really, like, great idea for, I don't know how much money they make, but what a great idea for a website. I visit it to decathon.com. NBA, I'm on there all uh, the time. It's, it's very interesting. Um, I don't know if the Giants will find themselves in position with the way, like, Chicago, Carolina, and Arizona could be trending. And obviously, we'll see what happens in the, the Panthers-Bears game tonight, where maybe the Giants are, like, outside the top four, where we presume, like, the first three picks, right, will be the two quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and then Marvin Harrison. So as a Giants fan, I have begun the process... And maybe, like, it's someone completely different. I know, like, D is Dallas Hunter the name of the edge rusher from Alabama? Something like that? Uh, Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner. I was talking with Pete Prisco about him earlier today. I was like, Pete, like, what do you think about prospects outside the, the top guy three? Jaden like, Daniels in yeah, the so night he, game for people Pete, who watch that game. Yeah. Pete loves him. Like, maybe, maybe that could be a guy for the Giants. I have started to talk myself into new Giants franchise quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. I, I've started it earlier today, so sure. I don't know. If, I don't know if like that's going to happen or like the Giants would even do it. Just that like if we're not going to get Caleb or Drake May, I've started talking myself into JJ McCarthy being. And that's how my life's going right now as a New York Giants fan, focused on Michigan starting quarterback maybe being like my <laughs> next quarterback next year. So there, there you have it. Yeah, he'll be so slighted by uh, by not winning the Heisman because of the cheating scandal. He'll show up rookie season and just light the world on fire for the New York Giants. I'm sure that'll happen. Uh, yeah, that's definitely possible. And uh, yeah, it's just I, I'm, I'm just relieved, honestly, because I don't have like a lot of money in the title market, but like all the money I do have is on either Michigan and to a lesser extent, Ohio State. And we've been doing like the same Monday segment over and over and over again. And it would have been really obnoxious to come on and be like, well, they can't win. Now what? Now what do we want to do? And uh, it looks like, you know, we're we're good to go now for those futures, which is great. I got I got a few other things from last night, but I just wanted to do the Harbaugh stuff. Do you have anything from last night? Go ahead. You go ahead. I got a few things, but you go ahead with uh, with what you've got. Did you watch Sixers Celtics? I watched the end of the game and was like very nervous that they were going to blow it because I obviously yes. bet the Sixers and I was rooting for them also. Yes, as we all were that that like wanted wanted the Sixers to win that game for a variety of reasons. Uh, Tyler was texting with us too, Sixers fan, obviously. Um, couple NBA games last night, like not didn't feel it, not felt important, but just like had some things that were interesting in them, I guess would be the right way to put it. This would obviously be number one. There is still an incredible resistance in the betting markets 
across all of the NBA betting markets to acknowledge that Philadelphia might be as good as the other really good teams in the NBA this year. So they beat Boston last night at home. Boston, I mean, no excuses for the Celtics. They play with a full roster. Like there's not, this isn't, oh, we lost to Minnesota on the road and like Derek White didn't play or whatever. Like you played Philly. Like it was kind of like an all-in game for both teams. You lost. Uh, and Bede played really well. Maxi shot the ball 55 times. I don't know if he played great, but he was good. And he made a couple buckets late, which were really important. Um, I, I just, I think we're in early on this, and I think we're going to be right that they're as good as Milwaukee, who they lost to narrowly on opening night. People remember that opening night game, Lillard's first game where he played very well. They, I think they're as good as Milwaukee. I think they're as good as, but they could be better than these teams, by the way. But let's at least start with as good as Milwaukee, Boston. Maybe Denver, but I think when Murray's back, Denver's just the best team, and that's all that's all that's going on there. But like, okay, like in this conversation, and they're you know, they beat the Celtics last night, and it's still like, nah. So you can all these prices are just they're just not moving. I mean, the, the Celtics are an incredibly big favorite to win the division still. You can find the Sixers plus three fifty to win the Atlantic division right now. They're the number one team in the conference currently. And it's like, oh well, but you know, Boston will get it. Really? We're we're sure Philly's like not really, really good based on what we've seen. That like Stop Stop me if this would make any sense. Upgrading from Doc Rivers to championship winning Nick Nurse would be like a good idea. And jettisoning James Harden to the Clippers, who suck, by the way. And then, yo, here, Tyrese Maxey, why don't you be the ball dominant guard? Why don't you take a lot more? Oh, this is actually going really good. Oh, remember, remember Tyrese when you would have to sit in the corner because James Harden would run pick and roll at like the speed of molasses? And everybody would get really frustrated. Okay, well, we don't have to do that anymore. Now it looks awesome. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, and Scal, who we have on the show all the time, was calling the game last night being like, I being like, as a spectator, man, this is so much better to have Tyrese Maxey instead of James Harden. Just, there's so much more flow. It's just so much more interesting. So just the markets that aren't moving. Sixers to win the division. Sixers to win the conference. Where it's like Celtics, Bucks, like even money-ish. Sixers, nine to one. Really? Sixers to be the one seed, which you can find in a bunch of places. They're like seven to one to be the one seed in the Eastern Conference. They're 350 to win their own division. The one seed bet's phenomenal. You only have to beat Milwaukee besides Boston to get the one seed. And then I made a bet last night, and this is on MGM. I think the price is even still there, and it's kind of off market. Here's like your not even outlandish. It would just be the two one seeds, I think, playing in the NBA Finals. Exact finals matchup. Not even who beats who, although I, I think one would win. Jokic versus Embiid, Denver versus Philadelphia, MGM right now, not even who's going to win the title, them to get there as a pair, 50 to 1. That's the bet right now at MGM, that price on just Philly gets the one, Denver gets the one. Why why couldn't that be the most likely finals matchup? 50 to 1 right now. I think that price is still there. Crazy. I am I, I'm on BetMGM right now, and I'm looking at it. It is 50 to 1. Sixers versus Nuggets for the exact NBA NBA Finals matchup. Also, like, I was thinking about Matt Moore. As Matt came on yesterday, he liked the Pistons in that game against Milwaukee because maybe Adrian Griffin's not great. Uh, here's Bucks by two for you. Very Should've interesting lost. how, like, this— Lillard, yeah, how, how, Lillard saved their bacon. Like, not even close. Yeah. Like, how, yeah, how is this going to turn out at the end of the day? I still think, like, Milwaukee, like, the players are so good at the end of the year and in the playoffs that, like, just— just like for Ken's thought on Sixers, maybe the one seed, very, very, and also beat Boston last night. Did we mention that? We're just getting started here. Tremendous football Thursday. Nick and Ken on the other side. We'll start talking NFL awards as we take the old temperature at the midway point of the season. 30 points, no touchdown passes. It's been ground dominance, third and goal. 
Trying to get one here, and guess what? Happy birthday, Odell Beckham. Watch this at the top. Boop, boop, boop. And then break out, and he got Woolen, and great touch. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. If you ever wondered what $18 million sounded like. What's this right here? Nick, watch this. Bup, bup, bup. <laughs> like what? What? And again, like red zone has kind of warped the way that we, in a good way, I think it's kind of warped the way we watch football that I feel like the full Jim Nance, Tony Romo experience, we won't probably get until wild card weekend. And then we'll all be sure. sitting there on that Saturday or Sunday in January. Like, oh, oh yeah. I forgot that this is what this is. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, Jim, I'm not sure. I don't know. Gene, what do you think? Gene, what do you think? Well, guys. Well, guys, I'm actually sitting right next to you, and I'll be a part of the telecast now going forward. What? God, and where'd you get God. that stool from? You're just going to sit here? God almighty. Uh, Remember he Lamar was on Jackson. the post-game show? What playoff game was he on the post-game show for? I feel like it was like Bills-Bengals last year. I could be wrong about that, and, but yeah, I think it was like it one was, of the divisional the round hit out of bounds. Yeah, it was the late hit out of bounds on the in the Bills-Bengals game. Or in the, no, the Chiefs-Bengals, AFC championship, the AFC, right? The AFC title yeah. game. Right. I, I think that was it. Maybe it was Bills-Bengals, but like... Just all of a sudden, they go back to the set, and he's got like a fifth seat, like next to something. It's like, where? Who brought this? Where did this come from? <laughs> like, I don't know, in the NCAA it? tournament, he did it too. He just came in. He was just like, oh, I'm just going to sit here for the rest of the show. Who asked for this? I mean, this <laughs> is like, like this is like in wrestling. Yeah. It's like in wrestling when like Demolition used to be around and it was uh, it was Axe and Smash and then Crush joined Demolition and they would like like all of a sudden it'd be like a two on two tag match and Crush would just like sub out and Crush would go into the ring. It's like that's what Gene's character just like tags himself in and just like sits down whenever he wants. And that's yeah. his contract. It's just like go like like what I don't even know like what shows like NCIS like Gene's character is just gonna wander on set and be like part of an episode. Like how does this keep happening? CSIFL. Yeah. What's the top show on CBS now? Like not on like sports show. Probably like Young Sheldon or something. <laughs> like how about this? What's the top show <laughs> on on ABC right now? Probably Bachelor. NBC. Voice. Okay, I don't. I don't even know like what channels these shows are on. Yeah, I think I I'm gonna. Uh, well, top to be fair, the top rated show on NBC is is Sunday Night Football. But besides for sports, besides right. for sports, yeah, like that's the highest rated show on television. Period. Uh, like, yeah, I think, like, I think like, what show on CBS? Show. What show on CBS would like Gene Steratore just like show up to, and all of a sudden, like there he is. Well, it's funny. Like I, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, The Bachelor has to be ABC's highest rated show, and The Voice has to be NBC's highest rated show. CBS is trickier. Like Alex writes Survivor, which is like season seventy six or something at this point for this. Probe still looks pretty good, to be honest. Good for him. Um... I can't like what like what are yeah what's their comedy now like it's young right, Sheldon has to be the com- that has to be the I mean, comedy I mean, and also around. like what what's like in all seriousness what season of young Sheldon are we at right now like it's like You're questioning whether whether young is the appropriate adjective anymore is that what we're going <laughs> but, with? But, but like Big Bang Theory went off the air like when the actual like Big Bang <laughs> happened in the universe like it's been off the air for a long time like it's been like, off young, for a while it's it's, 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 it's like young, adolescent six Sheldon seasons. at this point. That's it's gonna it? be like The Simpsons, where like just the time stands still in perpetuity. Hundred twenty-seven episodes. Oh my! Who, a, who's asking for this? 
I'm gonna, you know what I'm, you know what I'm gonna do this summer? Binge watch Young Sheldon. <laughs> take me, take me two months. <laughs> All right, honey, what are you doing down there? I'm knocking out episode eight for tonight. It's good. You just said a really clever thing at school. Ah, like Chuck Lorre, who like invent, like yeah. wrote like uh, Two and a Half Men, Big, Big yes. Bang Theory. I think he did um Two Broke like Girls and now television writers right now. I mean, I mean, like. How good, like, that guy never gets talked about in terms of, like, lives you would want to have. He's yeah. got to be up there. And I know nothing like about him to know if he's, like, a good guy or not. That's like, how, that's how mean, much he's green. <laughs> I mean, he just, like, he just, like, like he literally is just, like, sitting there right now. Thousand dollars, thousand dollars, thousand dollars, thousand dollars. Our whole universe is in a hot thousand dollars, thousand dollars. Man, 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 manly man, 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 thousand dollars. Just, like, God bless him. Anyway. Yeah, Gene Steratore just gonna like show up on like the Price is Right or something. Hey guys, it's me. Oh, d d d uh, Gene, <laughs> what's the showcase showdown? <laughs> Gene, how much? How much does Drano cost? Gene, I need to know. All right, uh, P squared, B squared, NFL awards today. As we uh, we get the thermometer and we take the temperature of the award markets halfway through uh, halfway through the season. Uh, Lamar Jackson was the highlight we played coming back from break because the Ravens might be the best team in football, at least not named the Kansas City Chiefs. And Lamar Jackson starting to get a lot of burn, a lot of run for NFL most valuable player. How about Jake bringing the music? Good job, Jake. Uh, Lamar is the third choice right now, Ken, in the betting market to be NFL most valuable player. He is 4-1. to one. Patrick Mahomes is your favorite, plus 275. He, of course, won last year. Jalen Hurts is the second choice at 3-1. to one. Lamar at 4, Tua plus 650. Joe Burrow at 8. Josh Allen at 16. Trevor Lawrence at 20. And then I will just read a couple other names just because. McCaffrey, 28. Brock Purdy at 40. Jared Goff at 40. I have chosen to draw the Gettleman line there. Uh, we are at the halfway point in the season. Ken, let us begin with NFL Most Valuable Player and thoughts on this particular award market, please. I think this is the one that's the most likely to get really fun down the stretch. A lot of them feel either that they're decided in that there's a big favorite, and if the big favorite just keeps playing, he wins. Or there's like two candidates or three, and like comeback, we don't even know. There might only be one. We don't even know. Maybe DeBar Hamlin just wins. This is, this is the one that can still get really fun. And even... And in addition to telling you like what I've bet in the market, I'll also tell you like I, I think I've consumed. If you've written an awards piece at the midseason mark or done a poll or anything, like I've read it maybe twice, and uh, and my you know try to try to just get as much of a consensus as possible just for how people think about this stuff because it might be different than how I think, and how I think is irrelevant because I don't vote, and I'm trying to get in the minds of the people who are voting, and this feels very open. So the consensus at the midseason point was that there was no consensus. The player who I would say got the most run in terms of like first place votes or talked about or whatever was Lamar. I think that was like clear. We had Baldy on yesterday. He said Lamar was his MVP at the Macy's Bowl. I would say that like most closely correlates with what I've read, but I will say there was like no consensus. There were a ton of different names mentioned and some of the names that even weren't mentioned, I still think are alive. Like Joe Burrow didn't get mentioned once in like any piece anywhere, even as like a third, fourth, position because they weren't very good the first half of the season, but they're kind of coming on right now. So I think the idea is, you know, if he continues playing well, that's like the sell for Burrow, even though statistically he's far behind the others. I was a little surprised Tua didn't get as much run as I thought, given that he is the leading passer in the league right now, like leads in passing yards, I believe still leads in passing touchdowns. He does by one over Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins, who obviously won't be throwing any more touchdowns this year. And so 
I, I just was a little surprised too. And I, yeah, I think, oh, well, why was that? Well, probably because two has lost to every good team that he's played so far this year. So the voters are like, well, I, I'm not going to vote for him. I'm, I'm going to favor Lamar Jackson or I'm going to favor somebody else. But I think if there is something to take away from all of the sort of content that came out of the midseason, and I think this sort of you know, applies to like what we see in the market and probably Nick, how you and I think about this award. I mean, you could still tell me it's like one of seven maybe right now or something. And I'd be like, not only is that possible, it's like reasonable. Like it's not a 1%. It's like, no, like these things actually are all very likely. Um, and it's, you know, Mahomes, Hertz, Lamar, Tua, Burrow, Josh Allen. And then like, I have to put Tyreek Hill in this only because like he gets kind of floated as like, well, if the voters got really crazy and he broke 2000 yards and I don't think, I think they would always favor a quarterback unless it was like, you need a really specific situation, I guess. But I'll, I'll throw him in there only because like he was mentioned on the fringes of some of these pieces as like a remote possibility. Maybe, maybe that's it. Um, but if it was like, well, who of those would win? I, I still feel like it's very wide open. Do you agree with that? I do. I, I would just... Not that he can't win. They could win every game the rest of the year, and he could go nuclear and have great statistical games. I almost feel like Josh Allen's out. Like he's out at well, this it's point. Well, fun it's funny you mention that, because, like, you look at the record, right? He's the one guy, I, Ken, that I was like, that you mentioned that I was like, I don't know about Josh Allen. And he could well, win. I just the, don't know. Like, the I'm funny like, I don't know if I would bet him. Right? So here's the funny thing. So I agree, I agree with you in terms of like, if I was a voter here, here's how I would think about things like the, you know, the, the overall body of work, like statistically, you know, like he's in the top five in passing yards and passing touchdowns, but Buffalo's five and four. Like this is, this does not trend toward the type of record that an MVP would typically have, but it's just worth noting. And I don't, so I don't think he's going to win also he will be like the analytics candidate. And that that's not a candidate that usually wins. To be fair, there aren't enough voters that think this way to make cast those votes. So we have Eric Eager on sometimes. Remember we asked him a couple weeks ago, like who, like, hey, like who stands out? He goes like, well, Josh Allen, like his EPA is unbelievable still. Like he's still like really, really good, even if the record's not good. Ben Aaron Solak Schatz, talked about this, but he was on with us yes. somewhat recently also that like, right. if not for Mahomes, like Allen would be viewed as like the no Correct. doubt best quarterback in the NFL. Solak, totally agree. Aaron Schatz was on Gil Alexander's show on VEASAN today. He votes for MVP, and his MVP was Josh Allen. So just like to give you an idea of like, it's not that like this is going to happen. Just understand that there's kind of this like undercurrent of if the record's good enough, there is like a subsection of the voting base and how people talk about football that seems to still be really in on Josh Allen, despite like what we see and the turnovers and the losses. Now, I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think the offense is like capable of doing it, honestly, or that they're capable of winning that many games. Like if they go, you know, 10 and seven, like he's not winning. Like if they go 10 and seven, um, and so you know, many make the playoffs if they go 10 and seven. So I don't think it's, but I, I have to put him on the list just because like at some point it's like not what I think. It's like, okay, like, is there this opinion that's out there from people that are, you know, around voters or vote? And that's still there. So I don't think it's the likeliest one, but I think he still has to be on the list. You better, you better. You were Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. Taking the temperature of NFL awards at the midway point of the season right now. Talking most valuable player. Um, any interest in, like, Jared Goff at 40-1 to 1 if the Lions are going to roll up a gaudy one-loss one, one loss record? And then we can kind of, like, put a bow on the MVP conversation and anyone that you think is worth betting at these at these numbers right now. So I, I don't I don't think uh, Dak would I guess be the other one right that you would make just because the record of the team uh, Purdy and McCaffrey just because like if the Niners win a lot of games like these would be like the winning team candidates 
none of them get any burn at the midseason mark. It feels like they're Dak's not winning his I own division think, at this point, right? right? Like that's tough. I don't, I don't think they're worthy. I mean, to be fair, the Niners may not win their own division. Also, uh, Lions are going to win their division. So I, I don't think these are candidates worth discussing. I don't think two uh, Tyreek is a candidate worth discussing. Um, the team record it doesn't look like it's going to end up being there versus maybe like Baltimore or Kansas City. Tua would probably win instead. Still feels like a fringe case. He, like if he breaks the record, I think it's just offensive player of the year. Um, the other thing I just wanted to bring up here, because it seems like a lot of just like, you know, and to be fair, like it, it is, it's, it's open. And so there's just a lot of discussion. There isn't like some mistake in the market. Lamar's gotten the most pub and just understand that like, even if we don't like Josh Allen, he is entering a home game where he's a seven and a half point favorite. And, you know, even if we don't like Mahomes, like he's going to be a big favorite in a bunch of games they're on by this week. Like Lamar Jackson's facing the number one defense in the league by a lot of measurement. And this tripped up Brock Purdy a few weeks ago, too, where he was getting a ton of pub. Now, to be fair, that was on the road and he got a ton of there were a ton of guys injured and it was raining. And there were a lot of things that were bad. Just like, OK, Lamar can be ahead right now. What is most likely to be true after this week? Probably that someone else is ahead, even if it's by a little bit, or that it's him and a lot of other. So like, cool, his price drops. He looks great in the polls. I don't think this is the week to buy. And it's just really easy to explain. Look at the matchup. Like, okay, Mahomes' price isn't going to drop. He's not playing. Lamar's playing the best defense he can play on a team that's seen him a bunch. Um, just doesn't seem like a time to buy him, even though I think he would be on the list. The funny thing is, and also worth noting, Joe Burrow may not have his number one and number two wide receivers, and he's playing Houston. So even if they win, are the statistics going to be awesome if T. Higgins doesn't play and if Jamar Chase doesn't play? How is that candidacy looking? So it's just kind of like, all right, like who who's going to look great? That, like that's the, the question I have trouble answering. Who's going to look really good this week? And we like Denver. But to be fair, if we did not like Denver, your your pick might be Josh Allen for the guy who looks really good this week. Seven and a half point favorite at home on Monday Night Football. It's a really fun thing to do week to week. Like, okay, here's what we know up to this point. This week, whose price is likely to change positively? This week, that's like a, I think that's like a really tough question to answer this week. Well, I'll, I don't like this side of this game this week. Right. If Trevor Lawrence plays really well and the Jaguars beat the 49ers, like I think like sure. that campaign's going to like pick up in full foot. I like the Niners in the game, like I bet San Francisco, but like if we we have seen this Niners secondary be had, like if Lawrence has a big game coming out of the bye, like I, I and they're 7 and 2 and they beat San Francisco, I could see him being the guy that people talk about next week. He's a 20 to 1 right now, but they're also underdogs in the game to be fair. I would pass him only because like no burn at the midseason and statistically impossibly far behind almost in some ways has less than half the touchdown passes of some of his contemporaries so like can win a lot of games just like it's got to be a big stat game too and then it's got to be followed up with like multiple more huge stat games got nine touchdown passes like two has got 19 already just really far behind the eight ball i think to make that argument for him but i agree with you like he would get more burn if they won uh and so and any bets right now at current prices to wrap up here on, on nfl most valuable player I don't if uh if Chase and Higgins were gonna play, I'd say you could actually maybe get another week of burnout of Burrow. Let's see like if they play and with all the other things I just talked about, maybe his price just keeps dropping if they beat Houston, their big favorite in the game. Need them and to play. The latest new the latest news we have, no T. Higgins at Bengals practice on Thursday. We're awaiting the official pra practice designation on Thursday of Bengals star receiver Jamar Chase. On the other side, offensive player of the year. P squared B squared awards rolls on. Misdirection, two is slinging it to the end zone. It's caught. Tyreek Hill 
Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Ah, the voice of the Greek freak, my fellow Fordham Ram, the great Spiro Didas, calling one of Tyreek Hill's many, many great plays this season. Did you see, by the way, that uh, the Dolphins are on their bye week following the loss in Frankfurt to the Kansas City Chiefs? Tyreek Hill got married recently on his bye week. Remember Kenny Vaccaro, former Saints safety Kenny Vaccaro? He married Kenny Vaccaro's sister. So now the question is going to be, now that he's married, does the performance start to... (laughs) Her name name is, I believe, I'm pretty sure, Keita. K-E-E-T-A. So another like A. Vaccaro. Uh, Now that he's married, does the performance start to drop off a little bit? Mm. Next on First Take. Uh, anyway, so Tyreek Hill got married. Congratulations to him. He is uh, the favorite right now. Offensive player of the year. Co-favor along with uh, with Christian McCaffrey, who I don't think is married to Olivia Culpo yet, but my man's living his best life. Good for him. McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill both at plus 140 at BetMGM. A.J. Brown at 6-1. to one. Jamar Chase is at 22. Ken Barkley will give his thoughts on this market in just a second, but to remind our live audience, we'll be on Stadium coming up in 20 minutes, and we'll welcome some great guests into the show. Adam Chernoff and Connor Allen in hour number two. Reese Davis and Joey Kanish in hour number three. How about our pal Evan Silva, who will join us in the power hour of today's show. We very much look forward to that. So a great show on the way here on this Thursday, You Better You Bet, with Nick and Ken. But Jake, let's bring the music up here and get Ken's thought on Offensive Player of the Year, where, honestly, like, I named four players. Should it really just be two? Like, I gave you A.J. Brown and Jamar Chase, McCaffrey and Tyreek are the co-favorites right now, both at plus 140. Ken, halfway through the season, thoughts on Offensive Player of the Year? Uh, I'd have Defensive Player of the Year standing by. This won't take very long. So the uh, the midseason polling, midseason articles, uh, Tyreek gets 100% of the votes, 100% of the everything. And that makes sense. And that's reflected in the market. <clears throat> McCaffrey is mentioned. A.J. Brown's mentioned. But the overwhelming consensus is like Tyreek Hill is currently ahead. I don't think that surprises anybody. Uh, bad game last week not really currently on pace to break 2000 anymore but obviously can make up for that against lesser opponents can make up for it against other teams whatever worth noting he does play the jets twice coming up soon so like that the on pace for may really start to dip here a little bit for uh for tyree kill yeah i mean i, I think there are this is one's really easy this week there are three players who have greater than like a 0.1 percent chance to win uh i do think aj brown's live for sure but i think he's appropriately priced so there's three players that have a chance to win tyreek mccaffrey aj brown uh two of them are off this week uh tyreek is on a buy aj brown's on a buy so this is an incredibly boring market if mccaffrey pops you get a probably a small price drop out of him he's already like a plus one type price he maybe becomes like three touchdowns four touchdowns becomes the favorite maybe over tyreek by a little bit that's like a 30 cent change maybe or something like that uh and barring that or if he gets hurt obviously his price goes up that's like literally the only thing going on here there's nothing to bet on that because all you would be doing is making a guess about how you think christian mccaffrey's gonna play they're on the road against the jags who've had a pretty good defense so far this year off their bye there's just there's impossibly little to do here there's just nothing going on um and it's really a three-player race and we have the two favorites from forever ago and we've been holding and holding and holding and i think we're going to be okay for now We'll do Defensive Player of the Year in a second. Just a thought on Tyreek Hill. And curious, like, Ken, if you think, like, this kind of handicap as to what the Dolphins might be in the second half of their season might actually, like, negatively impact Tyreek Hill a little bit. And I'm not insinuating that even if all of these things come to fruition, he's still going to be the focal point of the offense. He's too good. They target him too much. He's always going to get his. Just that, like, you know, Mike McDaniel speaking, you know, at his, at, his, at his press conference recently, saying that the thing that he's most excited for coming out of the bye is getting Jalen Waddle fully healthy. 
healthy. Like, we haven't seen, like, a breakout Jalen Waddle game yet. I'm not saying it's, like, definitely going to happen. Just, like, he hasn't been healthy. Once he's healthy, you would think that he'll start to perform better. He hasn't really, like, done a ton compared to, like, what what he's capable of doing thus far this season. We also have, as the Dolphins come out of their bye next week, the return of Devon Achan. Like, Achan's going to be back. And he's obviously very explosive in this Dolphins offense as well. And here's just my opinion here. And I don't know if you agree or not, Ken. And even if you agree, maybe maybe you won't think it, you think it won't matter. Just that I think as we like move into December and we move into like playoff time, I think we might see Miami like shift a little bit from high flying offensive team where like I think that's always kind of be like woven into their identity. I I think this is a team that's gonna be really good defensively down the stretch. It's like the secondary is healthy with Vic Fangio and like the pass rushers are gonna be healthy. The line's gonna be healthy. Running the ball more with Achan. Waddle again healthier here. I think these are all things that might work against Tyree Kill a little bit. Again, not that he's gonna go from like a hundred yards a game to like thirty, but like maybe like knock him down a couple of pegs here. Curious what you think about that. Am I overthinking it here with Tyree Kill in Miami's second half of the year? Uh, well, you're not overthinking it. You're just thinking about it. And I think you're you're right in everything that you're saying. But it, like, here's the problem, right? Every time we do AJ Brown, you bring up like, well, like Devontae Smith's going to start having some big games at some point. Like he's going to start taking away from AJ Brown. And maybe that hasn't happened to the degree we all thought it would yet. But it's always we have to be mindful of the fact that that's going to happen. I guess to be fair, like Dallas Goddard's going to be out a while. So like maybe the target share kind of like increases on the wideouts. And, and but we like, saw that last year, Ken, yeah. just to your point, and you right. nailed that completely there. Last year when Goddard was out, the Devontae Smith's targets like go through the roof here. So right. like I do so think that we'll see that start to happen when Philly comes off its bye next week against KC. So I think with all three players, you kind of have the same question, which is like, is this sustainable? And I think with Tyreek, you bring up the argument for why it might not be for AJ Brown. There's a really good argument, just like how many weapons they have and that Devontae Smith's on the same team for how, argument for how that's going to work. And then for McCaffrey, it's the same thing. It's just like, cool, like can still be a big usage now. Like, what is it? Week 13, 14, 15, 16. Like, what if they end up getting a comfortable lead in the division? Not where they are right now. We can have these questions about all three players. And so you might hear that and you might think like, well, wow, that that really leaves the door open for like somebody to come in. And OK, so there is no quarterback that's going to win this this year. None of them are close to having record setting seasons. Scoring is down. That means quarterback numbers are down. In fact, it means really all numbers are down for all position players, but especially for quarterbacks, they're not winning. OK, if they're not going to win running backs, receivers, there is no other running back that makes you could even make like a well, if he had seven big games in a row could get in this like there he just doesn't exist there's nobody like etn would be the guy you would try to sell and it makes no sense right now like with what his numbers look like and how they profile receivers you would sell like digs and chase would be the two guys that you would probably sell the most as like guys who could get back into this it's just like all right cool like digs is 250 yards behind tyreek hill right now like you, you got like it, even if he gets it going a little bit like you're going to have time to see this coming. Like it's not going to happen in one game. And I think you and I are both really pessimistic about the Bills' offense. And like, okay, cool. Like it can be C.D. Lamb, and it can be Chase. Chase is like 500 yards behind everybody, right? Like it's just and is oh, he might not play this week, right? It's just it's you know, okay. So like you're you're right about Tyreek can make it a case for McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, maybe like two of those materialize and the other one wins. But the idea that those three cases mean like someone's coming from out of nowhere. I, just, I mean, I just sell me somebody like I don't see anybody that makes any sense for this, you know, besides those three players right now. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. That's offensive player of the year.
Talking sports is fun. I love it. Let's go to Defensive oh, Player yeah. of the Year here, Ken. Oh, it's the best. Uh, where we have co-favorites atop this market as well, like Offensive Player of the Year. Those two players are Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett, both at plus 185. TJ Watt behind them at plus 250. It's really a three-player race right now. And then we'll like draw a line. Aiden Hutchinson, 25 to 1. Max Crosby at 35. And a trio of players at 40 to 1. Last year's Defensive Player of the Year, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and Fred Warner. So Bosa and Warner, obviously Niners team makes those three players all at 40 to one. Ken, what about defensive player of the year where for like the 900th consecutive week, it's Parsons, Garrett and Watt atop the market. I do think there are two interesting things just to say here. Uh, the first would be the midseason polling in which Miles Garrett got everything. Like not, it was not an argument. It was not a discussion. Like if you did content about midseason awards, there's a pretty good chance you pick Miles Garrett to be your defensive player of the year. And that's interesting because the market says it's going to be one of three and all of the polling says he's ahead. So that doesn't mean, <clears throat> excuse me, that he has to stay ahead. And it doesn't mean the margin isn't tight where like Parsons couldn't also win or TJ Watt couldn't also win. I, I did find it interesting that like Garrett and Watt <clears throat> statistically profile very similarly and their teams have very similar records yet it was just Garrett across the board, despite the statistical similarities, which might give you a clue for how people will think at the end of the year, if the statistics are similar and the team records are similar, that Garrett wins the tiebreakers because of just like Cleveland's overall, the sell would be Cleveland has the best defense, he's the best player on the best defense, or they have one of the best defenses, that would be the sell in that situation. Also, Watts won the award before, and you'd be like, well, that shouldn't hurt him. Well, I don't know, Garrett's never won before, Parsons never won before. Maybe people like a new thing. Too. So I did find actually that that pretty interesting. I don't think that's something you act on like today, but I do think like if these three players continue on these arcs and the three prices on these players continue to be like this, there might come a point late in the season where you go with like three games left, where you go, if Garrett was ahead and everything has stayed the same, I think this is the time to bet Garrett. Like this is what we were talking about a few weeks ago, needing the polling to figure out how to break the tie between three players. The tiebreaker apparently seems to be Garrett's ahead. And I, I wasn't sure that was going to happen. I thought there would be more ambiguity. So we can follow the stats for the players and like, but I would have that in the back of your mind when we get late in the year that like at this, at this kind of tent pole, it was like Garrett across the board. So if everything stays the same, I do think you can kind of go into the market and not even with more polling, almost like expecting that that's the most likely outcome. If the team records stay the same, which is an if, and if the statistics stay the same. So that's interesting thing. Number one, Garrett ahead, definitely across the board. Interesting thing number two is that the Raiders won last week, which means we still have to keep alive this idea that if they're this like insanely good story and they go on this run and they have a very easy schedule, they pick them against the Jets on Sunday night football and they win nine games. And I think nine's the number you're looking for here. Like TJ Watt won winning nine games. If they win nine games, Max Crosby's pretty likely to lead the league in sacks when they win nine games or be among the league leaders. He's a half sack behind Daniel Hunter right now. This was like, I always would cross him off previously because they were just never going to win enough games. And that Josh was like, McDaniels you just can't win. Coach. <laughs> also, Josh McDaniels. Well, that's it's the same difference. Josh McDaniels yep. is the coach, therefore not going to win enough games. It's the same. It's the same argument, right? But like, they're four and five. Okay, they beat the Jets. They're five and five. Like it's it's in play four and three down the stretch. Like I, you know, I have to play the Chiefs. I understand that, but just like you can't. I think like you read Hutchinson and everybody brings up Hutchinson. No, no, no. Like for me, like Crosby's the wild card guy because everybody wants to give him the award. I think he might lead the league in sacks and they might win nine games. And I think that's how you reward that story if the Raiders do end up actually playing well down the stretch with a ton of talented players. 
And to Ken's point, like Max Crosby's Q rating has like never been higher than what it is right now. Like he was like the face of the team after they won the game on Sunday in the locker room filming the video, like with Mark Davis. So uh, yeah, like I I think you're 100% right on Max Crosby. You said Garrett across the board. If Garrett across the board were a band, what type of music would they play? Garrett across. Well, because like usually you hear Garrett across the board. Garrett, I think like. Like white guy who works in IT or something, you know. Okay. So like Garrett, Garrett across the like electronic music, like like across sure. the board, like yeah, bad electronic right. music. I would say. Yeah. Hour one done. Hour it's, two for you coming up on the other side. We'll get back to awards at the end of the hour. Two great guests though. Connor Allen second. Adam Chernoff joins us though. Coming up right after this. We'll be right back with you. Better you bet. Presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. <laughs> 